We are. Let's see. Did you manage broadcast? Start streaming. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Is it recording? Are we live? I don't know. I'm over there looking and I don't see shit. Look at the bottom uh, bottom corner. Is the timer moving? It says record. I'm recording, but I don't know if I'm streaming. So it's got the, it's got the live the live timer moving. Mm, yeah, it says thirty seconds. But I'll see. It. There we go. All right, we're live. I'm sorry, What's up, guys? everybody? Hold on, hold on. It's alive! Hey! Hey. Alright, hold on. Back in. Put some respect on my name. Huh? Huh? You understand me? Welcome to the King Davis Super Show. Shout out to T Swizzle. What's up, everybody? What's going down? What's going down? You know you're my man. You, you my man. You're my favorite motherfucker on the planet, right? You know that, 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 right? Yes, sir. <laughs> you know why? Put some respect on Put some respect on his name. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey. Hey. Get it. It's going down. Yeah. Uh. Hey. Two AM, we in the building, building. Trying to get them M's, get a million. Trying to make a deal. About to hit the road, hit the reverse. It's a word. Uh. Thousand dollars a hand, you know the man, we in the land, we understand, doing what we can and what we will. Hit the like button, Hey, you let me chill. We have to pause for the cause. This portion of Keeping Navy Super Show is brought to you in part by Guy Dr. Pepper when you just need more. The first casino, thank you for your money. Thank you, 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 thank you for your money. And you don't drop fry, you ain't. You heard him. You heard the day. You heard the you heard you heard the day. You heard the day. If you don't, if, exactly, exactly. Oh, I got some new shit here. I got some new so, shit. Check this out. Check this out. I know, right? I think my is my audio low. You tell me the sound effects. Yeah, I think it's low. Hold on, hold on. a little low. Hold on, hold on. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Hold on. Let me go to my shit here. What did he win, Bob? I don't know. I don't know. You want a piece of shit? <laughs> he want a piece of shit, folks. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Stand by there, Bob. Okay. If you had to suck a dick, or you had to, or you had to die, what would you do? I'd die, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd die. Oh man, he said he chose he chose he chose to not be uh Or the uh, other person would die. He'd rather he'd rather die than the other per- suck a the, the other person. So if he had die, to bro. suck a dick or he had to die, what would what would it be? Stop the cap. I'd oh, die, bro. <laughs> the other person would die trying this shit. Uh, uh, I'd rather I'd rather die, Bill. Bink, I'd rather die. 
Oh, let me, let me, let me, yeah. let me figure Another this person out. Another person to die trying to pull that stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me see. Oh, I see what the problem is. Stand by. Check this out, check this out. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Bink. Stand by, Bink. Hold on, hold on. Let's see what we got here. This is a learned, hold on, hold on. Would you rather suck a dick or would you die? <laughs> stand by, stand by, stand by, stand by. Hey, one more time. Would you rather suck a dick or die? I choose die, Bob. <laughs> Welcome to the King Davis Super Show. How's everybody doing today? Good guy. What's going on? What's going on? I'd like to send a shout out to my niece, Eva. She, uh, she made me this really amazing uh, Mandalorian cup. Thank you, Eva. She knows I like to drink Diet Dr. Pepper. And, but I'm kind of like kind of trying coffee. Trying coffee right now. I'm trying coffee, you know, and, um, you know, I'm just trying to like wean myself off of sugar. And um, I've been drinking coffee. Shout out to Hanger, Hanger Roasters, Hanger Coffee Brewery, yes, 8800 Telephone Road. Dimitri Papadopoulos, that's my homie. Go get you some. Go get you some. Go get you some coffee. What's going on? What's been going on with you, man? You've been all over the place, bro. Like, you've been like running on like what? Two days of no, no sleep? Uh, Almost. Yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah, pretty much. What yeah. you been, what you been up to? So you've been kind of just. Shoot, man, I was out of, uh, man, I was MIA. Uh, I got really, really sick last week. You had COVID, uh, or you thought you had COVID, right? Uh, no, bro, I tested negative for everything. Huh. Tested negative for everything. My temperature was uh, over 105 three nights in a row. That is, dude, that is uh, crazy. You, I mean, 105 is like lethal. You could, your brain is cooking. Yeah, it is. It was, bro. I was hallucinating. Um, took myself to the hospital. Uh, I had been taking ibuprofen and uh, Tylenol three, man, because my whole body was aching. These are the symptoms I had, man. I was I was having uh, severe headaches. I was nauseated, body aches all over, uh, shivers. Um, if I ate any like real food, I feel like I was gonna throw up. Yeah. And my temperature temperature was fluctuating, man, between like uh, 102 and 105. How long um, How long were you going through that process? Uh, from Wednesday to Sunday, bro. Sunday evening is when I started feeling normal. That was miserable. Uh, yeah, I went to the hospital, and they just told me to keep doing ibuprofen and Tylenol. They didn't give you any, um, what is that shit called? The, um, the shit they put Trump on to kind of, well, you didn't have COVID. You were negative. No, nah, I was negative for everything, so, man. Negative on flu, negative on COVID, neg- negative on the RSV. Um, what was the difference between that and your COVID experience? Um, COVID was, uh, it was simple. I didn't have the headaches like that. I had full body aches. Uh, this time, this th- with this stuff, I lost my taste for like three hours one day. Yeah. Uh, never lost my smell. Um, I mean, I was sweating like crazy. Man, I went through eight t-shirts one day. Damn. That's how bad I was sweating. Like I jumped in the pool, or like somebody took a water hose, just like she just had to hose herself down. So just yeah, so bro. your body's just overheating. It's crazy, man. I was sweating like crazy. Um, and now while I was at the hospital, I had just took some ibuprofen, so I had my temperature down to 98.8. Yeah. I'm at the hospital. They take my vitals and stuff. They, everything is normal. And then I started getting the headaches start coming in. The shivers start coming in real, real bad. I was shivering so bad, it was it had my whole body hurt more because all my muscles were just clenched up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was aching like, like hell. My muscles were like, oh, uh, over, over time. Huh. And uh, I told the guy, I said, man, take my temperature again. So he took my temperature again, and it was uh, 102.9. It, it had it had jumped, you know, uh, four, almost five degrees. That that's that is crazy. That's a, that is a very wild. And they still sent me home. They sh- they should have admitted you. 
I said, man, I thought y'all was going to take me. They was like, uh, Doc said, ibuprofen, Tylenol. So I said, man, give me ibuprofen right now so I can keep my temperature down while I were drive you, home. Were you dealing with a doctor or a PA? Uh, doctor. Okay. And I, I am really shocked that they did not admit you. You know, yeah. normally they're supposed to at least put you on. Um, I had I had a similar, well, not a similar situation, but the way that it was like with me was they admitted me into the hospital and they would not release me because they put me on IV until my temperature, until my fever was gone. They, they ain't do none of that. I said, boy, y'all going to give me some fluids? That's kind of malpractice. If you, yeah. you know, from, from my experience, you know what I'm saying? They're supposed to keep you there until you are your temperature is down. And then the, the fact that your temperature fluctuated four degrees within an hour? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I told him, I said, hey, bro, I feel dizzy. I feel like I'm, I said, am I going to have to pass out here or something? He's like, well, that's it. That's and Oh, and foreigner. Right. Dunk, dunk said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with nobody. I'm not going yeah, yeah. to say what I think. But, yeah. all right. So, Duly so, noted. So, you know what I'm saying? And this was at the VA, right? Yeah, it was at the VA. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. So I said, let me give me, give me ibuprofen. I get my temperature down so I can drive myself home. Yeah. Drive myself home and just, man, just yeah. take care of myself. So, um, with the help of my family, man. Shout out to my family. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to the Swim family. Yeah. Shout out to the Swim family. We love you. We love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Put some respect on my name. Love the Swim you know family. family. When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. You heard it. Put some respect on my name. You heard it. Shout out to the Swim family. <laughs> but, um, mm. yeah, I, I had a, my COVID experience was really weird. Um, I was in Columbia. I flew to Medellin, Colombia, um, and I was there uh, for a couple of days. And uh, the thing is, you have to do a rapid PCR within 48 hours of your flight to, from, uh, going, and returning. Yeah. So um, the thing was, I, I did not want to be stuck in the airport, you know, the day of, waiting for, you know, results and this, that, and the other. So I went the day prior. I yeah. went to the day prior. So I went to the day prior, got the rapid PCR, and that same day, right after I get, you know, I test negative, mm -hmm. there's a fucking parade. And there's like about 10,000 people. I shit you not. Like, yeah, you call me 10, live from the parade. 10,000 fucking people at this fucking parade. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, okay. Didn't think anything of it. But I'm at the same time, I'm like, you know, this is a little reckless. You know, you're over here being around all these fucking people like the day before you're supposed to fly home. Yeah. The thing is, normally whenever I fly home, you know, international travel, whenever I would get home, I would always get what I call it the airline crud. Okay, or I call it the travel crud. So usually whenever you're on, you know, leaving from one country to another, you always get like a little bug. It's kind of normal, you know, I guess in my experience. But I never really thought anything of it because the thing is, is like most drugs you can buy over the counter whenever you leave the country. Mm -hmm. So you can buy amoxicillin, you can buy a Z-Pack, you can buy uh, um, penicillin, you, you you can buy, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, you can get your perform hands on Performance enhancing, yeah, you know, strongman. Yeah, performance enhancing drugs, clembuterol, you know, that, that shit that Canelo puts in his tacos. You know, you can HGH, put all, yeah, exactly. All that shit's over the counter. So, mm -hmm. so the thing is, is like, I knew, you know, um, I always buy like my, my drugs before I leave the country. And as long as you're not, you know, mm -hmm. bringing like enough to, to sell, to dis to redistribute, it, it's kind of just like, they just turn a blind eye to it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But, um, so. Did you, did you get the fountain use uh, serum? I don't even know what that is. I'm just joking. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, I, I'm late to the party on that one. But um, but um, 
So anyway, so um, I get home yeah. and I noticed that I had the crud, it, you know, and usually it's, it's just like a lot of mucus. Um, just, just, you know, I'm like, okay, I got the crud, got the airline crud. You know, I used to always get this shit on the way back from Thailand. So I, I put mm. myself on a Z-Pack. All right. So the problem was before I, I had like two or three doctor friends here, here in the States. And whenever I would get this shit, I call them up like, Hey, I need you to write me a prescription for a Z-Pack, you know? And they would get all bent out of shape because like before, like it was weird. Like it, it, within the last five years, opioids was the easiest shit to get. You just write mm -hmm. a prescription, done. Now nobody wants to write prescriptions for any any you know, anything that's considered opioid or 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 or, or um, they don't want to write you pre prescriptions for any kind of um, antibiotics. At the same time, it's like, well, you don't need this. I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me what I need or what I don't need? I understand how my body reacts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I understand how my body reacts towards certain shit because I've, I've you know I've been flying for 15 years. I yeah. already, I have the fucking crud. This works. So as soon as I get home, I put myself on a six day, a six day or a four day Z pack. Yeah. And within four days, whatever it is, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It don't matter what the fuck you were doing. It kills everything. It's the hero all kill all gets rid of everything. Yeah. It's like it's the eradicator. Listen here, doc. Look here. You doc. don't have the right to tell me what I need. Hey, hey, <laughs> no, don't nobody tell me what I'm fucking whatever but me. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, don't tell me, doc. Don't tell me, Doc. Don't tell me. Look, look, look here, fucker. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what I can do with my body. I, whatever. My body's my temple, and I do what the fuck that I want. You understand me, Doc? You understand me, Doc? You understand me? Thank you know what's crazy, bro? <laughs> you know. I told the Doc, I said, hey, I am in pain. I said, uh, give me some hydrocodone or some morphine. And the Doc was like, doc was like no. Nope. I, say, I say, ma'am, I can't even sleep. I'm in so much pain, I can't sleep. And uh, she's like, oh, why you can't sleep? I, I just told you I'm in pain. <laughs> they don't I care. I say my whole body hurts. And it's like every injury I've ever had, every injury I've ever had was like on 10. Yeah. It's like, it, like it all came back. But they won't even admit you, though. So it's like if your pain is on 10, but they won't admit you, and they, but they won't treat you. Yeah. We have a very broken system. It's like they just want to put a fucking band-aid on the problem, and they don't want to solve it, and they want to give you a bill. They wanted to give me a shot of uh, Toradol, and that don't do anything. Right. So, um, it's for the inflammation. Like, I'm not inflamed anywhere. And more importantly, <laughs> I, I have the right to refuse. I have the right to refuse whatever it is you're trying to give me because I understand. Like, for example, when I was, when I was in the Navy, <clears throat> whenever I was in the Navy, I used to request a bicillin shot because it was the only thing that was effective. We were, whenever, you know, and number one, that motherfucker hurts. Okay. You ever had a bicillin shot? That fucker hurts because it's frozen. They're putting something frozen in your body. You know what I'm saying? So your body's 98, 98 degrees, and they're putting something cold in there. And it, so it, it feels like just something is, it feels like a brick that's going right into you. So for me to be that fucking sick to request that needle, because it, it I mean, whatever you have, it's gone in three hours. That's one thing I love about the bicillin shot. So, so whenever I would go in there, like, you don't need it. Why do you need it? I'm like, dude, I understand my body. I, I don't want to sit here and go through seven days of misery by you putting me on a cold pack, because that's what they would do. They give you a fucking cold pack, go through seven days of misery. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, fuck this. Just give me you the give goddamn shot. Motrin and Naprosin. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. And you're miserable for fucking seven days versus me. Give me the give me the fucking needle. We're good in three hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so coming back from Columbia, I get home. I'm all fucked up. I put myself on the medicine, but I ran out. I only had half of it. So. On on the, on the third day after after I ran out, I my uh I I didn't have the didn't have the scratchy throat, 
didn't have a cough, didn't have a fever, but it was weird because I started losing, my phlegm levels were through the roof, so I was putting myself on Sudafed and like a Mucinex to kind of dry me up. And then about about four days later, lost my sense of taste, lost my sense of smell, and it was Mm. gone for three weeks. It was the weirdest shit. There's nothing more debilitating than losing one of your senses or or losing two. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you're blind. Mm. It's like you're fucking blind to the world. It's like the only thing that I could taste was salt and uh, pickles. Mm. Anything that was sour or, or salt, that's the only thing that I could taste. It was very fucking strange. Very, very, very strange. So, um, shit, I've been blind for a day. What was that like? It was scary as hell. What happened? Bumped heads with somebody playing basketball, man. We were playing ball at the park. Uh, somebody set a screen on me. I ran around. And then there was like a second one. I ran around. I ran around that. And I bumped heads with another guy. We hit foreheads. I saw stars. Everything went black and white. Then everything went black. And I rubbed my eyes. Went like this. I couldn't see anything but pitch black. I tried to walk. I started losing my balance because I couldn't see where I was going. I rubbed my eyes. It was just pitch black. So I sat down. And I hollered for my twin brother. And uh, he's like, what? What's going on? I said, bro, I can't see, man. I can't see. He said, what? I said, I can't see. I can't see anything. I said, you going And I started crying. I thought I was going to be blind forever. Yeah. Uh, I told him, I said, man, I'm not, you're going to have to walk me home. So you so, had to walk him from the park from there? Yeah. I mean, I, That's I a had, long walk. I had my hand on his shoulder. You know, he, he walked, you know, walked me home. Got to the door. <laughs> Check this out. Got to the door. My mother and father was home. My mother said, what's wrong? He said, Tony can't see. My dad said, ah, he'll be all right. Go lay your ass down. <laughs> I was like, what? My dad was like, shit, I got knocked blind for three days playing football. He said, somebody hit me. He said, I got knocked blind three days. Is it to come back? That freaked me out. Yeah, so nah, I'm sitting. There's I'm, no, there's no way you could unfuck my mind, bro. There's, I'm sitting there, on the couch. There's nothing you could tell me that would unfuck my mind. I'm sitting on okay. the couch in the living room, and probably by later on that night, man, I saw stars and everything came back, but it came back black and white. Probably 15, 20 minutes later, the color came back color. Yeah. That that is weird. So, did you ever have like a physician give you a uh, an explanation or a prognosis? No, no, bro. Never went was? to never went to the doctor. You ever you ever tell a physician that? No, no, never, man. Mm. And then and one time I lost I lost vision in my right eye from stress. What happened there? Um, I ain't getting out the military, bro. I'll tell you the story. Um, man, I was going I was, I was going yeah you know crazy marriage. Uh, wife had spent up all the money. I was supposed to get out. I was getting out of the military. It was my it was my end of enlistment, but I was still getting separation pay. End of obligated service, right? Exactly. EAOS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was supposed to get twenty grand, but I had requested an early out. Like, uh, what was it, like one month out? That's considered early out? Yeah, you, I requested one month early out Yeah. To get out. Yeah. So they didn't tell me that they voided the separation pay because it changed my EOS, and I didn't complete my original EAOS. Oh, wow. So they didn't tell me they knew this. They didn't so, tell you this in tap class. They didn't tell me this in the admin office didn't tell me that. So when I went in there to go check, I said, all right, how much I'm getting separation? I don't worry about it. You're going to get it. They knew that I wasn't going to get it. So I get to see, I get to Seattle. Wow, these I get to I get to Seattle. Motherfuckers. And I go in the admin office. I'm doing my out process because you can't you can't process out overseas. So I'm in Seattle, Washington, processing out. Processing right, out. right. And they kind of like, just put you in BCS holes. 
for an, for another seven, seven days or something. Well, like that? the whole time I'm there, it, it was like I'm supposed to be there for six weeks anyway, getting processed out. Right. So I say, um, I say, well, I'm a separation plan. I'm getting. He said, oh man, they ain't tell you. When you put that early uh early out in, man, you voided that. You ain't getting nothing. So I didn't have a job lined up because the TAP class, Transition Assistance Program, overseas don't have jobs lined up for guys stateside. You know? Yeah. So I didn't have a job on the way home. And I was like, man, I was banking on that money so I could survive till I found something where to work. Right. So I mean, it, at least it would have covered you for almost a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it, I'm like. At least a year just to kind of just figure it out. And then on top of that, you could file for unemployment. You know? Yeah. So, exactly. so I'm like, yeah. bro, I'm getting out the military. I'm flat broke. I had no job. I got a family to take care of. And so, man, I started stressing. Next thing I know, like the next day, immediately, bro, uh, I lost vision in my right eye. It went, uh, it just went all gray. Couldn't see any, couldn't see anything out of it. Went to the doctor, the eye doctor, and they did like this, like 3D x-ray. You could see all in, inside the eye. I had a blister inside my eye. Yeah. Uh, it developed from stress. It was like a, like a blister you get on your hand or something like that. Yeah. It was one inside my eye filled up with fluid. The fluid was pressing on the inside of my eye, creating this dark spot, messing my vision up. So I can only see out my left eye. So was it, so? do you feel like that was kind of equivalent to like a cataract or something like that? Um, was it like nah, a fog? Was, was it kind of like, like, like you, know, nah, like, you know, when you're driving and it's dirty and you just can't clean it? You know, was it like that? Uh, no, nah, it, was, it was straight gray, like straight dark gray. Whole, so no color. Oh yeah, no vision. Out of the right eye, I'm left eye dominant. So I was like, okay, well, I got my left eye, and um, yeah, man. And what was crazy was, was crazy what the doctors told me. They kept looking at me funny. They was like, uh, uh, usually people that look like you don't get this. I say, what do you mean? The fuck does that mean? I say, what do you mean, <laughs> yeah. doc? They say this. This usually don't happen to black people. They say, uh, this usually happens to white and Asian men. So we've never we've never seen this, and through like the history, like the history and the study of like eye medicine or whatever. Yeah, it's like this happens to white and Asian men. I say, well, I'm not white or Asian. <laughs> I'm black China man. I say, I say I'm black. They say, well, so they couldn't they couldn't process me out because I wasn't fit for duty. You had to be like fit before they could release you to the you know release okay, you to the world. Okay, so. That pushed me. They put my EAOS back to the original date. So I wound up being in Seattle for the full time of my enlistment. I wanted to get my separation true. pay. Oh, so you did get it? Yeah, because I, I was at my original So they EOS. tried to fuck you then. So honestly, that was kind of like maybe a blessing in disguise. Divine that intervention. Exactly. Bro, exactly. So that's how I look at it. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Well, you got, <laughs> sometimes shit happens for a reason. Like, yeah. you know. Somehow, the you know, if the Lord knows you're getting fucked over, he's going to he's gonna point you in the right direction whether you like it or not. You know, yeah. it's like, well, you know, I'm going to have to fuck you up, but you're going to learn a lesson. Yeah. You know, what was crazy, man, my vision came, my vision came back right after I... Uh, have you had any um, regression since since that since that has transpired? Have you had any issues ever since then? It's still like a slight wave, or like blurriness to my right... Because like the I, I think that like the like the blister bust and the fluid came out and it like went down. It's almost it's like do almost you, completely do you flat. Have, are you on any kind of medication for that? No, nah, there's no medication. The only thing that, only thing that can fix stuff like that is uh, laser surgery. And but I said it's gonna be like that. Fuck but, that. 
<laughs> but uh, I got my color back and everything, but uh, it's still a slight blurry blurriness, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Right after I right after I met my ELS, my sight came back. Hmm. I said, oh, well, thank you, God. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Um, I went through. I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but I think I talked about it like on something like a, a different platform. Mm -hmm. You remember when I, we were supposed to go to Columbia? You know? Yeah. And um, literally the day before we were supposed to go, uh, that Friday before we were supposed to fly to Columbia, mm -hmm. I got vertigo. Yep. Okay. Let me tell you something, people. <laughs> that is the worst shit ever. There's nothing more, like I said, uh, you know, there's nothing more debilitating than losing, you, you know, one of your functions, you know, or, you know, your, 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 your sight, your, your sense of smell, taste, hearing, vision, yeah. vision, you know, touch. so, or, or touch or, or, or balance. I think that was probably the worst. I, I don't think there's nothing more. I honestly felt like I was being punished because like I, on, okay, one day I'm just driving. I, I was on live. Actually, I was on Facebook live and I'm like, I don't feel good. You know, I'm, I'm literally on live and I'm like, I don't feel good. I, like the room is spinning you know what yeah. i'm saying and the best way i could describe it is like your entire world is doing this and it's like you're getting you're seasick but even when you close your eyes your body still thinks you're seasick so you can't even escape it it's it's inescapable mm -hmm. so you're nauseous you're fucking nauseous all the time and it's like you know you're it's like you're you're a prisoner in your own soul you know what i'm saying and it's yeah. non-fucking-stop. It's like, you know, so, I, so I'm so i like, okay. It was very mild, very mild symptoms in the very beginning, and then it progressively just got fucking worse. So um, my girl was here. Actually, yeah, my girl came by. It was a Friday night, and we were supposed to, we were supposed to leave the country the next day. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, ain't going nowhere. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that flight. Domingo gigante. Yeah, I'm like, fuck that flight. Fuck that flight. Ain't happening, <laughs> you know? And um, we went to the emergency room. Yeah. And I didn't go to a bullshit emergency room. I went to a Methodist. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, where you have skilled specialists. They have neurologists yeah. there. They have, they have very intelligent teams. Okay? You're, you're, if you have good insurance, that's where you go. Yeah. You know? Methodist. Doesn't they, your... Uh, your Houston, Texas. Your, uh, the Astros. Your mother... Doesn't your mom works for them, yeah, right? Yeah, my mom works for Methodist. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. they're a very world-class, I mean, just stellar group of people. Intelligent people. You know what I'm saying? Good, good, they got good. got top of the line, yeah. man. Their doctors get flown all over the world to work, man. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, I'm in good hands. Okay. Yeah. So I went to like a kind of a reduced, like urgent care branch of Methodist, but it wasn't the main campus. So I went there and they, just like what you said, fever, my fever was high. So they put me on an IV. They did an MR, they did an MRI. Okay. Cause I thought I was having a fucking stroke. Okay, because I thought my brain was bleeding. I'm literally driving home, and I call my girl. I'm like, I think I'm having a fucking stroke because I started going numb. The whole right side of my face was going numb. I don't know if that was, um, what do you call it? Um, what do you call that when you're anxious? You know, you kind of feel like the tingling. Panic you know? attack. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, I was having the worst panic. I've never had a panic attack in my life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a gambler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't never have panic attacks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, so I didn't really know what the fuck to think. I didn't know what to think. I'm just like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Okay. And for me to admit myself, 
it's got to be serious. It's got to be beyond serious because oh, I don't yeah. like going to doctors. I don't like shots. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, do I'm what you need to do. Way. I'm like, do what you need to do. Let's go. Same way, you know bro. what I'm saying? And um, so I was a trooper. Thank God. You know, my mom was like, David, don't cancel your insurance. Don't cancel your insurance. Don't cancel your insurance. And I'm like, thank mom, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You have to have fucking good medical insurance. I pay. I'm self-employed. PPO, Blue Cross Blue Shield, unlimited. I have a no cap. I have a no cap limit on my fucking insurance, but you pay for it. You get exactly what you fucking pay for. Let me tell you something. You know, you know how much it costs for me to stay in that hospital for fucking five days? Sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. So, so getting, you know, so I'm in the medical facility. They do an MRI. They they put me on an IV. They do an EKG, yeah. and they uh and they just standard blood and blood work, full blood work, and they're like, we can't find anything. You know what I'm saying? So. It subsided mildly, okay? So my symptoms kind of subsided, subsided mildly, mildly, but when I was laying in the prone position, it kind of just chilled out. But as mm-hmm. soon as I got up and started walking again, I couldn't walk. So the thing that kind of pissed me off, and, and again, they sent me a bill for $10,000 fucking dollars, right? And they send me home at 4 in the morning. So I'm, I got there around 9 and I was go, released buddy, at four thirty. Just to make you feel good, hey, buddy. Good, good. Let's go and give you a nice stiff, <laughs> stiff dick in the ass. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like a nice big stick, big stick in the ass. Hold on, I gotta find a sound effect for that. Yeah, nice big stick, dick in the ass. You know, but um, so I didn't know what the fuck to think. You know, yeah. Hold on. I got, I gotta adjust the volume for that one because that, that, that did me no justice. A nice big stick, dick in the ass, right there. There you go. So, um, so we go home. We go home that night, yeah. and um, I wake up the next morning. I can't get out of bed. I can't even get out of bed. I'm like, I'm like, babe, it's worse. It's worse. It's like so. Not so. What ends up happening was, is, uh, my eyes were just doing this nonstop. Nonstop, and essentially what happens is if you have vertigo there's two different kinds of vertigo there's vertigo where you actually have crystals in your ears okay mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a natural check and balance it does all the balance corrections which talks to your brain okay if those are out of whack you're fucked okay in my situation i had an infection on the nerve that that those can that those uh that those crystals communicate to those were inflamed so that so they had to put me under. So when I came back, they're like, "Look, this is outside of our expertise. Do you want to go to the big house?" I'm like, "Absolutely, yeah, let's go." You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. Because they basically says, "Look, there's nothing we can do. You need to be under a, a, a team of neurologists." Yeah, and that's at the main campus. Do you want to go? I'm like, "Absolutely, let's go." They're like, "You know," I'm like, "They're over here talking to me like I'm broke." I'm like, "I don't give a fuck what it costs. Let's go." Let's go. They, they call me. Uh, they put. They take. They take me via ambulance. We're there in like twelve minutes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, so uh, they they had me under an observation unit. So if you ever have the opportunity to go, you know, go to a like a, a medical facility, you it's kind of like Doctor House. That's what that is. They're studying you. Mm-hmm. They had a team. They have two teams of neurologists that were studying my behavior, and I loved it because I had the best care. Like in all seriousness, shout out to Methodist Hospital. Thank you. Thank you it, for employees, staff, nurses, RNs, doctors, neurologists. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Dr. Yeah, Weiner, yeah, man. Yeah, Spine yeah, specialist over there. Bro. Thank you. Work with the Houston, Texas, man. Methodist Hospital. You guys are 
stellar, second to none. I have no, even the food was fantastic. Even the, even the food, uh, food service workers, just amazing people. Thank you for, for taking care of me. I mean, it, you know, money was well worth it. Thank you so much. So, um, so there's, so they sent all these, uh, people to come, come and talk to me that I had a chaplain to come and talk to me. He looked like an ex rock star, ex drugger. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. He, I, I felt like I was talking to like George. Parted and found Christ. Oh, dude. <laughs> the dude, dude, you know who you remind me of? Fucking, uh, who's, uh, Cabo Wabo? Who is that? Uh, um, fucking, um, who is that? Uh, Van Halen. Um, hey. Uh, uh, David, David Lee Roth. Oh, yeah, David yeah. Lee Roth. Yeah, what's going on? It's David, David Lee Roth. Oh, yeah. Van you know, Halen, man. You know, yeah. so, so I'm like, dude, I'm like, his energy was just here. You know, yeah. he had long hair and everything. I'm like, it's like David Lee Roth is a chaplain. <laughs> oh, wow. He's, they sent this ex-rock star to come check me out. I love it. Yeah. So he's over here telling me about his life and how he found God and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, dude, I love it. You know what I'm saying? So then they sent somebody to come and do, um, what do you call it? Uh, rehab. So they l- would lay me on, they would lay me down on the bed and they would kind of do these adjustments to my, you know, to do these treatments to kind of like try to get to, to, to trigger what they're trying to do is they're trying to simulate the problem mm-hmm. to see if this is it. So they're doing all these, these, uh, the uh, massage is not the word, uh, but they're doing like, uh, these adjustments to kind of see, to, to re aggravate the problem, to see if this is what the real problem is. And what happens was it was not the problem. So they would have to, so I, I, I they had to put the wristband on me, which means I'm a trip hazard, ball hazard. Yeah. I, yeah. You're not even allowed to go to the bathroom by yourself, you know? And um, I'm like, all right, cool, I got it. They want you busting your head. No, <laughs> no, I was not, dude. I was not allowed to do nothing, un- you know, um, without uh, supervision. Yeah, so I my, yeah. So my girl stayed with me three of five days. You know what I'm saying? And you know, shout out to my girl. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for just being there because hospital beds suck. You know, <laughs> and uh, and she was just like really upset to kind of see the, all the needles and everything. And I'm like, look. You know, I hate needles, fucking hate them. But you know, when it when it's for the greater good, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And so it kind of upset her, and you know, to, for her to see me like this. But I was kind of a trooper. I'm like, look, let's just, you know. And I love the way that their philosophy is when you're in the hospital. They're like, what is your objective? I love it. They, you know, they're like, what is your key objective? I'm like, I want you to solve my problem, and I want to feel better. That's it. I don't care how long it takes. Keep me here as long as it's necessary to get me better. Okay, this is not about money. This is about let's get this let's get the job done right the first time. So take whatever time you need and let's let's just do it right, you know. And uh, they they finally figured it out. They did multiple MRIs, and then they do the they do the MRI CT scan with with the glow where they inject the dye into your bloodstream to kind of see if making sure that you don't have a stroke, you know. So they figured it out. It's like yeah, they they um they figured out what the problem was. It's like your the nerves that you know your crystals are communicating to are are uh infected there there's an infection in there okay weird how that happened to me do you kind of see what i'm saying they, that, yeah. they're like that is not normal you know for that to happen to somebody of your age of this that and the other that is not normal that is very odd so then the weird shit was the steroids they put me on fucked me up okay the steroids they put me on fucked me up when i went home it took almost like two weeks Two weeks of steroids and the shit makes you fat. I think I gained like 17 pounds, you know, because the shit makes you hold water, hold mm-hmm. your water. You know, it's, I think it's called prednisone. It's some bad shit. 
Okay? That's some bad shit. They put me on prednisone, and within fucking two weeks, they gained 17 pounds. And I'm like, oh, this is bullshit, bro. This is bullshit. So I actually, I, yeah. you know, this is funny. I took myself off the medication. I took myself off the medication, and I kind of went through some episodes because the shit was re-triggering. It was re-triggering. I'm like, dude, I'm getting fat, man. Fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm barely eating anything, and I'm just blowing up like a cow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I called my doctor, and I'm like, dude, is there any alternative to this medication? They're like, nope. You know? So I started, so you know what's funny? I actually bought stock. <laughs> I bought stock in Predazone. <laughs> you know? So it's owned, Predazone is owned by Merck. 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 Yeah. So Merck is I, what, I, like $80, $90 uh, share? Yeah. Yeah, so I I bought stock in it because I started doing the research on it. So, you know, if you're going to buy stock, you know, buy shit that you actually use. Yeah. Pfizer, Merck. I think Merck is bank, uh, big on cancer research. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so I have... Uh, I have Boston, John, I, right I, COVID I, I have three of the... I, th- I think I have three medical stocks. It's uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and Pfizer. Every, like literally every fucking quarter, I get a dividend. Every quarter, you know what I'm saying, and and so so I kind of got into that whole Robin Hood shit, like during crypto, during the crypto crash or whatever, or prior to the crypto crash. Yeah, prior. Yeah, yeah. Um, fortunately, I never sold my Bitcoin. I didn't sell it. So Bitcoin is, I think, is back over thirty thousand dollars right now. Yeah, but it crashed. It it, it went down to like nineteen thousand or some shit like that. Yeah, people that were buying it around forty or fifty, they just lost their ass, and they were just dumps. They were just panic selling it. So I, I, all my crypto, I didn't sell it. The only thing I sold was my Doge. That was just a total fucking loss. I made no money on Doge, zero. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, so I just kind of was on the Robinhood app, and I'm just kind of just investing in things that I believe in. You know what I'm saying? T-Mobile, Disney, McDonald's, you know. Stable stocks. Yeah, shit. There's things that you're actually a consumer of. You know what I'm saying? If I buy this shit on a day-to-day basis, might as well mm-hmm. invest in it. CVS, Disney. You know, um, Disney, you know, owns Star Wars. They own everything. They own you know everything. What I'm saying? They own everything. You know, so um, uh, Dr. Pepper, Keurig. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know Dr. Pepper and Keurig are the same company. I didn't even know that until I bought their fucking stock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I found that out. I'm like, son of a bitch. Dr. Pepper and Keurig are the same company. Mm-hmm. Here's the biggest one. Tyson Foods. My biggest dividend is in medical and in fucking food. The, pro- the cost of food in the last, what, three years is what? Doubled? Tripled? Yeah. yeah. But here's the biggest kicker. The cost of sugar has almost tripled in the last three years. Think about it. You bought a candy bar. Used to be, what, oh, 50, yeah. 50 cents? You know how much a candy bar is now? $2. $2 for a fucking candy bar. Have you looked at the price of soda, Coca-Cola, Pepsi? Mm. You know, to buy a fucking 12-pack of Coke is $8. That is insane. That is fucking, that is fucking insane, dude. You know, so it's just, it, it's, 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 it's just insane, you know, the, 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 how delusional, like our normal day-to-day cost of living has become. It, it's not even practical. Yeah. It's not practical anymore. It's fucking, it, it's, it's literally, you know, what we thought was delusional three years ago is like, it is the reality of what today is. Yeah. It, it is retarded, you know? You know what's crazy, bro? Yeah. When you went in the hospital that weekend, my grandmother went in the hospital for the same thing. Uh, my cousin went in the hospital for the same thing. Vertigo. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. What triggered it? Did they ever have any history of it? Uh, my cousin has history of it. I have also have an auntie, my uh, my grandmother's sister, who has a uh, 
has a history of it. But my my grandmother that was the first time for her, and uh, yeah, she's crawling like they say, lose all balance, crawl crawl on the floor because you can't walk. I was crawling. On, I literally was when it happened to me. Like like I've never in my entire life felt like I literally thought I was dying. I'm not joking. I'm, I got out of bed. I was crawling. I was crawling to the toilet, and I'm like literally vomiting and shitting at the same time. So it's like ayahuasca. It's the best way I can describe it. If you ever done ayahuasca, that is it. That is the same shit. So I'm just thinking that I'm fucking dying, you know? And I'm just like, what did I do to deserve this? Question. Would you ever do ayahuasca? In a controlled, yes. Yeah, when you do it with the shamans, it's a controlled environment. In a controlled environment, yes. Yes. Because I I want to experience the euphoria of DMT. Right? Is that what that is? Yeah. So, because I want to actually have that out-of-body experience where I want to be able to see myself or to see my cord or to see whatever it is I want to see. I'll try anything once. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's under a controlled environment. So, like, like we were talking about, like, when I got high, you know? I'm like, okay, I'll do it. But I'm, but I'm going to be under... It's, like, it's not like I'm under protest, but I'm doing it. But I'm going to tell you, like, okay... <laughs> Shit stinks. I don't like it. Um, my vocabulary is great. Um, I have a <laughs> headache. You know, <laughs> fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll do it just to kind of just just for like, you know, in the name of science. How'd you, you learn about How'd you learn about ayahuasca? Uh, Howard Stern. Oh, he's Howard, done it. Uh, Robin. Uh, uh, Robin Quivers. Uh, Howard Stern's um, co-host. Co-host. She went on a pilgrimage. To I believe it was in Peru. Yeah, Peru. A lot of people go and, to Peru. And um, she went out there at, and she said that she did ayahuasca. And uh, she said that uh, it was just a very um, once in a lifetime experience. It's spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. She not said re- she, said, she said she had a spiritual awakening. Yeah. You know, afterwards. And she said that she uh, has been a changed person. So I'm like, huh. Okay. You know, so some people smoke DMT. I guess it's a shorter experience, it's a, it's a, but it's, it's instant. It's instant. As soon, um, soon as you hit it, man, you're out of your body. Ayahuasca is slow, but it's longer. Right. You have experience with that, do you not? Yeah, I, I, I did DMT one time. What was that like? Mm, it's just like the movie Doctor Strange. Uh, you shoot out your body, man. I shot out of my body. Uh, like me, I had never been high before. Never really messed with anything. My system was clean. But uh, I was on a spiritual journey, and uh, like they say, if you if you put it into the universe, the universal uh, it's the universe's responsibility to give you an answer. Right. So I was looking for it. And so they it say if you so they say if you're looking for shit, you're gonna find it. Exactly. Yeah. So I, one so of my friends. Did you of, get the shit? One of my friends had it. Did had you some. have the shit? <laughs> one of my friends had some, so I tried it. I say I asked for it and it presented itself. What does that cost? Oh man, I'm not, I don't know, bro. It was free. Okay, free for me. Was this here in town, or were you out of uh, were you out of the country? In Texas, here in, here in Houston. Okay. Did you do it at home? Or did you do it at, like in a control? Nah, I did it in a control environment. Gotcha. Did you trip out? Did you have how how under super under somebody's supervision? What did they tell you while they were watching? They you? just what, watch you just to make sure you don't like fall out the chair or nothing like that. What did they? T- what did what was their so when they were observing you? What did they tell you? Uh, I can hear them talking for a little bit. I can see them as I can see myself. Right. But um, shoot, man, they they fizzled out the way. They went out. They they kind of fizzled out the way, bro. Um, huh. 
So they just said that your reactions were, were normal then. I was sitting in the chair, man. I could look, I could look at myself, and uh, I told myself to smile because at first I was spooked out. Because um, in the past, as a kid, man, I had tried smoking marijuana, never got high. I had tried uh, ecstasy one time before, never did nothing to me. So um, I said, man, this probably ain't gonna do nothing either. And man, as soon as I hit it, man, I shot out of my body like half a football field. And I was standing, I was standing back, looking at myself sitting in the chair. And then I walked, I had to walk back up to myself and uh, the smoke was still coming out my mouth. Um, and then uh, my buddy had took it out of my hands because they take, I had been doing study on it, you know? You're yeah. supposed to hit it three times so you can flood your body with enough DMT so you can completely cross over. Right. Right? Now crossing over to where? Uh, in theory. People, some people say heaven. Okay. You know, but that also depends on... Uh, uh, what kind of person you are? You're a positive person? Are you living positive? Are you in a positive environment? Are you putting the right things in your body? Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're a bad person doing bad things, living bad, yeah, uh, you're gonna see some bad shit. Hmm. But I, that wasn't my that wasn't the case with me. So on the first hit, I guess my system being so clean, I shot out of my body on the first hit. Right. And uh, man, I walked back up to myself. I waved in front of myself. Shot out like a cannon, man. Yeah. Just like. Just like just like Doctor Strange, man, in the first movie, man, when he yeah. shot back in that chair. Yeah. Just like, whoa. Man, and then everything went black, man. Um, ah. Exactly. Everything went black, and it was like this, that, it was this high-pitched uh, high pitch, uh, ringing vibration uh, sound. You know, um, and it's the same sound you hear when you uh, when you try to astral project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You start vibrating on a high frequency. Yeah. Same thing. So I was like, okay, I know what this is. Yeah. And then there was a beautiful feeling. Uh, some people who have, who caught who are religious who caught the Holy Ghost. A lot of people could relate, or they have they have similar uh, 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 situations that happen. It was yep. that beautiful feeling. And then, um, how long did that last? Man, I was out of my body for like twenty, almost almost thirty minutes. Now, can you describe the feeling you're describing? What is the, 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 the uh, can you describe the beautiful, quote unquote, beautiful feeling? Can you describe what you felt, Man. you saw, you heard? Yeah, you, you have your consciousness there the whole time. Okay. You're just out of your body. Right. What do you yeah. see? Uh, man, everything went completely black, but I was aware of, I was aware. And then it's like, um, it's like I was one with everything. People are gonna think we people are gonna think we crazy for having this conversation. No, no, but, I um, mean, so, so, I don't so, care. So, I don't so, care because I talk about this stuff all the time. But, so um, you know, like like on um, oh no no no, I'm with you. So my question is, so you're saying like you're one with everything. So kind of like um, Avatar. So where they're talking about how like everything is all intertwined in the everything universe. connected, right, bro? From a rock on the ground to everything, I could see. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna sound crazy, but I could see the the makeup of the dimension that we're in. I could see all. I could see. The air molecules, I can see the makeup of them. I can see the layers of everything, you know. Right. It's like a, it was like a grid. You know? Color, color, yeah, color, man. Okay. High, man, super, super high definition. Right. Better than your eight K, whatever you want to call it. They come out with a sixteen K. Better than that, bro. Huh. It's like everything still still. And this is this is via DMT. Yeah. Huh. And then I can see like a, um, they say when you you know they say you have a spiritual guide. Um, some people have two spiritual guys. I mean, I've been doing all this reading. So this being, this gold light, this being in gold light was coming toward me. So I'm thinking that's my spiritual guide. Right. 
And uh, I mean, I started tripping out. I was like, bro, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I thought I was ready. The room started folding back in geometrical shapes, kind of like the movie Inception. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. So everything's kind of going. They call them fractals. Right. So they, the first step is, you know, shooting out of the body, the depth of the ego, then it's the fractals. And then you shoot through the universe and you're supposed to come out on the other side. Right. So I'm knowing, like, everything is happening. And I say, oh, the room is folding back in, in the geometrical shapes, man. And, and I'm like, man, the next thing is for me to shoot out of the universe. I was like, I don't know if I want to see what I thought I wanted to see. Because my, whole, my whole reason for wanting to try DMT was to, um, to find out, like, what my purpose was. Because I remember around that time you were kind of like, um, I guess I felt you were searching. Oh yeah, you bro. were just kind of just searching for um, just the uh, truth, truth, you know what I'm history, saying? man, yeah. religion. Yeah, I started I started studying Ifa, uh, West African spiritual system, and all kind of stuff, bro. Elaborate uh, in greater detail about that for people that don't know what that is. Well, Ifa, is yes, a, it's a West African spiritual system. Okay, you know, predates uh, Christianity. Okay, you know. Now, to uh, to my recollection, you were saying that. Um, there were uh, people, the way that Ifa, I think, was written, is kind of like um, they're saying that uh, they're characters, you know, that were... Deities? Yes. Orishas. Right. That, yeah. you know, they're, I think you were saying um, something along the lines that um, basically the Bible was written or copied from that. Mm. Um. There's things, if, if if you believe that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's there's ancient there's ancient Egyptian writings with a well, well, well there's a lot of, of com, Bible, well there's a lot of common denominators we'll, we'll ripped from right. Yeah, yeah, but uh man, so the room is folding back in geometrical shapes, and this 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 being of golden light is coming toward me, and I said I was like man I I I, I got to get back in my body man I, I got to go home man I got to go to work tomorrow man my my <laughs> wife waiting on me man so so here's my question <laughs> now so. Is there a cord that is, you see, you, you see, your, you see, do you see yourself from above? Are you, are you hovering? Are you floating? Are nah, you, are I wasn't, I wasn't standing? Floating, bro. I was standing next to myself. So you just, so you're laying down or you're sitting and you're just I was sitting in a chair. Yeah. And I shot out. I was standing, I was standing like 50 yards back from my body when I shot out and I walked back up to my body. So I'm standing the whole time just looking at myself sitting in a chair. What was that like? Uh, it tripped me out. Cause I was like, Oh, this shit is real. Like I said, I took my hand, I waved in front of myself. I said, I wonder if I still have control of my body. Am I going to be able to get back into my body? I said, hey, man, blink your eyes. <laughs> I said, bro. Wiggle blink. your left toe. I said, blink your eyes, man. Do something. And then, I, you know, I was sitting there. I go, I said, okay, you can blink your eyes. I said, smile, man. And then I smiled. I said, okay, cool. How long, how long, how long, well, here's my question. When you were, when you were sending commands to yourself, your other self, mm -hmm. how long, my how long, was, how long was the delay process from when you said do this to how long it took? For Probably like two seconds. So there was a, so there was, so there was actual delay. Yeah, it was like two well, seconds. Here's my question. When you were talking to your other self. Talking to my physical self? Physical self. Mm -hmm. Could your physical self react in the same time where I say, hey, Tony, what? You know what I'm saying? Or mm -hmm. was it, hey, Tony? And then you're like. It was like. Was it kind of like that? It was like, hey, man, blink your eyes. And then it was like. Yeah, that would creep me the fuck out. Yeah. And I, was like, I, I would have I been creeped the fuck out. Now, you know what would creep me out even more if I would have looked at myself like this? You know, and I'm like, oh, hell no. 
Hell no. <laughs> then I started looking like around the room. I started, I started looking around the room and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, man, this shit is real. I said, I didn't got what I asked for. <laughs> yeah, well, they always say if you're looking for shit, you're going to find it. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for shit, you're going to find it. If seeking, yeah. you will find. Seeking, so, yeah, man, I, man, um, man, I started resisting that. I had read if you resist, then everything will stop because you're not ready, you know? Yeah. So I started resisting. You know, because I, I thought I was ready. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. All the fractal shapes started coming back. They started folding forward and going back into place. Right? Yeah. And then next thing I know, I'm back in the back of my body. They say, oh, man, he back. He back. I go, woo. Woo. Man, that, that shit real. <laughs> I was like, man. I was like, that, that shit is real. And, um, yeah, man, I was, man, uh. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that again no time soon. Yeah. I was kind of, I was upset that I didn't go all the way through. But shoot, I, like I said, I didn't even get that. that that's I, an, I mean, just to even, that's an experience within itself. Yeah, I you shot out of my body on the, on the first, on the first puff. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to take three puffs. Yeah. I, I mean, like, for, you know, for to have it, I guess to have an experience like that, you know, I mean, that, that's probably once in a lifetime experience already. You know, so for you to kind of go through that again, and be like, go all the way, go all yeah. the way. And, and you, the, here's the crazy part: you already know what you got coming. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shit! I know it. You know, I know. It's like the, you got to buckle up. You know, it's like I know what the steps are. But I don't know what's gonna be on the other side once I get there. And it might be different because you're a different person now too. Mm-hmm. You've been through so many different things. So, you know, like you said, you know, everything's an energy thing. So you got to make sure that your energy's right and that you're living right. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know what's gonna be the other side that waiting for you. When you open that door. So I can only imagine, you know, when I go through that process, like, because I am an energy person and I try to do the right things. But, you know, like, like I was telling you before, like, you know, when I was coming home from the casino one time and, and, a, and a spirit came home with me. Remember that shit? Yeah, you told you me know? that. And, um, and it was just sitting on me, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just fucking paralyzed right here in this fucking chair. I'm paralyzed. And, and my, my cousin was like, bro, that motherfucker was sitting on you, bro. He was attacking you. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is like, whenever you go to the other side, you know, if you believe this, of course, you know, for for the audience, but um, if you go to the other side, you don't know what the fuck is over there waiting for you. So you got to make sure that whatever, whatever shit you got going on in your world, you got to make sure that all that shit is like, you know, above, above par. It's right. Yeah. Cause, cause you, you might, you might go somewhere, you might check in, but you may not check out, you know, you got to make sure you, you, you know, your energy's right. And what you got going on, you know, and your universe is right. So whenever you cross over, when when you cross over, you know, that you you have somebody you have a you have a friendly on the other side. You know, who you know, so for whatever it is that you're seeking, you will find. This portion of the King David Super Show is brought to you in part by Diet Dr. Pepper when you just need more. LaBerge Casino, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you for your money. Love you guys. We make wild adjustments. We're the wild. We're the wild cats. How do we do this shit? Stand by. How we? Stop the cap. Uh, (laughs) No cap over here. These are real stories. Yeah, man. For real. So you can put us on polygraph. This is real. I'll take it. Somebody tried to accuse me saying my DMT story is fake. Nah, my shit was uh, real, bro. Yeah, didn't you say somebody was on your Facebook? Or not your Facebook, your YouTube. fucking, your YouTube's like, man, it's just, man, you know what lying. Quit lying, man. Stop lying. Ain't no lying, bro. Yeah, That bro. shit was real. Now, part of me still wants to do it and go through it. 
I don't know if I want to do ayahuasca because I don't know if I want to be out of my body for hours. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be hanging around in the other dimension. Yeah. Yeah. But I can tell you this, though, bro. When I came back, like I said, I felt like I was one with everything. I realized that the universe was huge as hell and that we were just like small pawns, specks of dust, you know, in it. In the grand scheme of things. And like nothing, like all the bullshit we worry about didn't mean nothing. All yeah. the material stuff didn't mean nothing. Your most important is like your, your family, your relationships, your time. That's the most important things. All the shit we be stressing over, all these bills, all this other stuff, yeah. all this man-made shit, it ain't, it ain't, it's not important. I came back, bro, I wasn't afraid of death because um, I was like, man, I know that the physical dies, but the spirit is going to live on. Knowing that, though, see, the thing is a lot of people have that fear. You know what I'm saying? People, I kind of feel like people need to experience shit like this where you actually have that um, understanding. So when you kind of, the main thing is, is like knowing that, you know, having that fearless behavior, it allows you to be a better person in life. It makes you yeah. take chances, makes you take risks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it knocks your fear out. Exactly. He's like, you know, you're fearless. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that that's pretty much the fucking story of my life, you know, because li- literally every day with me is a gamble. You know what I'm saying? Every day is like, because some people live check to check. Some people live month to month. I live day to day. You know what I'm saying? I just make it look good. You know what I'm saying? But if I was to actually tell you the story of the shit that I actually have to go through and what I'm responsible for, you probably want to shoot yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is, it's like, I don't fear nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you kind of take, when you kind of take that, 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 that layer of like, Fear is, I, I honestly believe that fear is like, um, fear is evil. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally, you're, if you put fear in the way, you will not accomplish anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You should just try and fail. There's do or yeah. don't. You know what I'm saying? But woulda, coulda, shoulda? No. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just making excuses. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I have all, I've always kind of like um, had a very fearless behavior and I've always, everything with me was always trial by fire. But the reason why, to answer your question, why I would experiment with this is because I want to be able to get that part out of my system. Where it's like, okay, I have clarity that I know that when you when you die, you don't turn into dust. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, you know, we're going somewhere else. Wherever it is that we go, there's, there, there's, some, there's something else, you know? And then, so that kind of gives me the green light to like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going, we put the, we're going to put this life into, uh, into overdrive. We're going to go into 80, you know, 88 miles an hour. You're going to see some serious shit, yeah. you know? So you basically you're take more risks or you take more calculated risk. I'm not saying be fucking, you know, I'm not going to say to go out there and be reckless, but what I am saying is if you believe in something, just fucking do it. Yeah. You only got one life to live, you know? Mm-hmm. So live it well, you know? <clears throat> Now, I, also, I, I had a lady I used to go to on a regular. You know, she she does tarot cards and stuff like that. And so uh, I went and saw her, you know, shortly after I had did the DMT. Yeah. And uh, so she was looking at my palms. She said, what did you do? I said, I said what do you mean? She goes, what did you do? I said, what do you mean? She said, did you die? She said, I'm looking at your hands. Did you have a break? My lifeline, my lifeline on both my hands are broken in many places, and it wasn't like that before I tried DMT. And um, I told her what I did, and she was like, "You don't, you, sh- you should never do that again." 
she was like, "There's other ways to do what you're trying to do, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't try that again. But I, I see that you're going to do it again. So like, <laughs> part, like, like I say, I want to do it again, but I want to make sure I'm right and ready. You know, it's funny. I was never going to talk about this, but since you brought this up, what's up? I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, I've experimented in the black arts. You know what I'm saying? Um, my first wife, oh, yo, yo, warlock. My first wife was a witch, hmm. a, pra- a practicing witch at that. And she comes from a, a layers of it. Mm-hmm. Mother was a witch. Grandmother was a witch. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So she used to do all kinds of weird, convoluted shit. You know, and the crazy thing was I was so used to it. You know what I'm saying? I would come to the house. You'd have that weird smell. you smell those weird oils. you see the red devil lie in all four corners of your house. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You'd hear weird shit in the middle of the night. I would just ignore it. I would see literally, I would like, you know, we would be like in the bedroom one time, and, you know, and you would see this candle, a candlelight from the other room now, shooting, you see like a, a flame, you know, it's like, how in the fuck is a candlelight over there on the ceiling? You know, I would just see, see some really awkward shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, one time she told me to go get my, you know, go get, go get my, um, go get red, go get a reading. So um, I actually went to like, a, you know, a for real, for real one out there in New Orleans. And uh, they kind of they were kind of telling me, you know, like uh, some interesting shit. But then when I started traveling abroad, I met this man from Nepal. I met this man from Nepal, and uh, I call him the Voodoo Man. <clears throat> so I, I so he was a, he was a numerologist. He was all he would ask is like, let me read your palm, and I need your birth date. So he'd do all this interesting shit on on this parchment paper, right? And he mm-hmm. told me my past, my present, and my future. And I shit you not, because I brought people to this man. Everything this man ever told me, verbatim, happened. Verbatim. I'm not making this up on a stack of fucking Bibles. On a stack of fucking Bibles. Everything this man has ever told me about my past, present, and future has happened. And I've been seeing this man for five years. He told me, uh, he told me basically about the woman that I'm with now, years ago. He told me exactly what she was going to do and how she did it. And it's exactly what fuck I actually thought. I actually thought that who she was today was somebody else. And even my mom said that because we just had this discussion at dinner the other night. She's like, I thought we thought we thought whoever my girlfriend was today was actually somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because they said that this person's going to be a, um, a, uh, a strong um, leverage in your life. This person's going to improve your life in these kinds of ways, which I'm just going to, that's just private. And, but the things that she did, she did. You know what I'm saying? And and so me and my mom were like, didn't the voodoo man tell you that? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Cause it came out of her mouth, not mine. She's like, didn't the voodoo man tell you that this, 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 this? I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. How many years ago was that? Five years ago. So it's interesting, you know, so so the weird thing was I've always been involved in the black arts, always been involved in it, but just kind of like indirectly involved. See, but the thing about you know it is, though, is, is it really the black arts or just people just put a, a negative uh... connotation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just the label of it. That's just the label of it. You know what I'm saying? But, but there's a lot of uh, char- what do you call them? Charlatans? Fakes? You know, this, that and the other. You got to mm-hmm. be able to know the real from the fake. You know, people that are there just to take your money. This guy didn't refuse to take my money. And it was funny. Here's the crazy part. I saw the voodoo man when I was fat and when I was skinny. I And I thought I would throw him off. Because remember when I lost all that weight in one year? Mm-hmm. 
I went back to go see him, and it was funny. I sit down with him. He's like, why are you here? I've already told you. That was exactly what he says. Like, why are you here again? Yeah. I've already told you. This and, is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Because, I, bro, I don't look the same. I lost half my body weight. So bro. I was sitting down with this man at 4 o'clock in the morning, and he's like, and it's in the middle of the night. I sit down with him, and it was, it was hilarious. Like, why are you here? I've already told you. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. You're going to die at this age. Blah, 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 blah. He told me my death. He told me when I'm going to die. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and he, so he told me, he's like, you're going to have a good year this year. You're going to have a good year this year. You're going to have a good year this year. You're going to have a bad year this year. You're going to have a bad year this year. And it was exactly right. He told me about my love life. He told me about my future. He told me about everything. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I so what I would do is I would fall back. I would go back. Actually, I need to go see him because I haven't seen him since COVID. You know what I'm saying? I've not yeah. seen this man since fucking COVID. But the thing is, I've been meaning to go back to go see him again because like so much shit has happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, I just kind of like want to go follow up with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but he'll probably just say the same shit because I've seen this man about four or five times. And yeah. I actually brought a friend of mine. I flew a, a friend of mine to that country because I knew nobody would fucking believe me. And he read him, and he told him the same shit. He's like, God damn, dude, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because I recorded it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did it happen? He's like, yep. Yep. He told me my past, my present, and my future. Yeah, that shit. It'd be spot on, bro. Yeah. And you be thinking it's going to be one way. It comes out exactly how they say, but not how you think, not how you think, you but it comes you out. Cannot, you cannot escape. The long story short is you cannot escape your destiny. Your destiny is written. Now, you could do shit that prolongs your destiny. You know what I'm saying? You could do some dumb shit. That'll prolong your destiny, but like like you said, your EAOS ended up being your EAOS. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They tried to fuck you, but something happened that unfucked you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It, now, granted, it hurt. It hurt a little bit, but you got the same result. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes like when people try to... So the moral of the story is you could try to fight your destiny and kind of go through bumps in the road and purposely kind of like go through deviations... You know what I'm saying? Kind of deviate this or kind of make adjustments to deviate that to try to get a different kind of result. But you end up getting the same result. It might be more painful. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the same. You're going to get you'll get the same result. You might have a more painful, you know, reality of that same result. Because, journey. Exactly. Your journey. <laughs> they always say it, it's not it's not the destination. It's the journey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. You know, and that, that's pretty much the story of my fucking life is the journey getting to where we are today or where we are going. Mm -hmm. The journey, so I, I am anxious, you know, because if if you were to tell me that this is what I'd be doing 10 years ago, I'd have laughed at you. I'm like, there's no fucking way that I would be doing this, 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 and I'm doing I'm in, all at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, if I, you know, if I was to just to give you the fucking blueprint of everything that I'm doing right now, you you think you would think this is fiction. You would think that's like I'm writing a fairy tale, you know what I'm saying? But it it is reality. It has the crazy part. It is fucking reality. And um, so like right now, I'm like, all right, I'm just for me, it's like life right now is a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster ride. Buckle up, and we live literally, we live minute to minute, day to day, you know. Week to week, month to month. That's the way I live. You know what I'm saying? So every day, you just don't know. <laughs> you know? And that's the truth. 
That, that, that is the truth. So, I mean, so it's like, you know, everything is possible. You know what I'm saying? You know, long story short is like, you know, things are possible, but sometimes they're not practical. You know what I'm saying? So you have to kind of just, anything is possible, but it's not always practical. You, you, you see what I'm saying? The other one was anything is possible, but is it probable? Is it probable, but is it, or is it practical? Well, hold on. Let's go to our cheat sheet here. <laughs> Podcast cheat sheet. So, um, you know, uh, shout out to Kabooty. Never mind. But, um. Kabooty. Kabooty. Booty, booty, booty. So, possible, but not practical leads to delusion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the original topic, I guess what we were talking about was, you know, this, you know, so, um. The main thing is, is like, you know, what we're originally going to talk about is like, you know, there's nothing wrong with setting goals, but have practical goals. You know, things are possible, but are they practical? You know what I'm saying? So if you go into a casino with $10, is it possible to win a million? Probably not. Is it possible? Yeah. But is it practical? No. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So can you rob a bank? Possible. Practical? No. You know what I'm saying? Can you get away with it? Can you get away with it? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So just don't do it. Yeah, shit. We went to high school with somebody that got away with it. We did, huh? Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I put that away in a, you know, in a. What up, homie? What up, dog? Shell Block 9E. Good man. Good guy. Funny brother, boy. Yeah, funny. man. Super yeah, funny man. brother. Should have been a comedian. Better of a bank robber. <laughs> I I indirectly met I indirectly knew a bank robber, and um, what did he, it was crazy. The dude was a was a war veteran. The guy I'm not gonna say his name, but the guy was a war veteran, and he was shell shocked. He actually was he was one of those guys that actually was returned because he was having to, he was having too much. I don't know what you want to call it, killjoy. Yeah. He, he was having too much of it. You know what I'm saying? Too many, too, too many, uh, what do you call them? Too many kills. Too many. You know what I'm saying? And so it just got to the point where he was shell-shocked and they had to send him home. So you created this animal. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to have to deal with him. Yeah. You know, this is what you created. This It's kind of like Rambo. You know, this is what you created. You know what I'm saying? So you can't get mad when, when what you created kind of turns on you. You know? And then comes to find out, like, you know, uh, we had mutual friends. And then next thing you know, I heard like, yeah, dude, he fucking robbed a bank. He got away with it. Dude robbed a bank. You know how they caught him? They have like RFIDs in the um in the cash. You know, like on you know, like when they strap your money, they actually put RFIDs in there. Mm-hmm. So they tracked it. They tracked the money back to where I guess where he hid it because apparently he had it hidden for like three four months, and they found it and they found him and that was a wrap. And so they, so they, yeah, they took him to jail. They took him back to jail. But I think he, he, he went to jail under like insanity though, or they, they put him in a mental institution. He didn't even serve real time because he's mm. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I work with a cat that got out of the Navy and joined the army because he wanted to kill people. We was doing Iraqi freedom during that time. Yeah. Uh, this cat had made first. Every time he went up for rank, he made it first time up. So he had made E6, man, in like as fast as you can make it. And I said, man, the next thing up for you, man, is chief. He said, bro, but I'm, I want to kill somebody. I said, what? 
He said, I want to kill somebody. I said, man, you got your wife, your two beautiful daughters, bro. Why you want to, man, I just want to kill somebody. So, man, he did a crossover program. He yeah. started from blue to green. Yeah. Crossed over, kept his rank. Uh, he was a military police officer in the Navy. Crossed over to MP in the Army. Yeah. Um, and, man, went on about his business, man. He joins because he wanted to kill people. I met, I was actually in, um, stupid. I was in A school with the guy who murdered his parents. How he made, I don't get it. It was over something like, and I, I'm just kind of like, this dude is fucking crazy. You know, I just thought he, like he was joking. He was like, oh yeah, I murdered my parents. And I started asking around. I was like, yeah, he murdered his fucking parents. You know, how he got in, how he got in, I have no idea. Mm. That, that just threw me for a fucking loop. It's like, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm in, you know, how did this guy even make it through basic training? How did he even make it through a psyche valve? You know, mm. or how does he even, why is he even here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why is he even here? Why is he not in mental, why is he not in jail or mental, mental institution? You know, so it's just weird. Like the shit that you, the shit that you run into. And, um, yeah, I, I met a, I mean, like during my term or my tenure while I was in, I ran into a few that were a little throat off, but nothing like that. You know, nothing where I actually feared my life being around this person. Where it's like, <laughs> it, like for real, this dude really creeped me the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd never want, like, you know, and I'm literally have to look at this guy every day because he's sitting next to me in night of class, you know? And I'm like, I don't even want to be near this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that's why, like, when I was hustling around the time, that's why I kind of purposely kind of, like, it was a self-paced, um, it was a self-paced uh, 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 class. So I think you had eight weeks to graduate. I think it took me 21 weeks to graduate. You know, because I'm like, this dude creeped me the fuck out. I'm like, look, you need to just get on with your shit. I'm over hustling anyway. So I'll let you laugh at me. So I don't want this guy in my class anymore. So I let it, I let him graduate. And I just kind of stuck around because mm-hmm. the dude creeped me the fuck out. And um, I, I don't I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just the, the world is full of them. That's all I can say. Yeah. Threw me the fuck off. So I've met some very interesting, strange people. There's another dude the more I think about it. Um. There was another dude. Um, um, this dude was a straight up criminal. Um, he was he was a gangbanger, and um, mm-hmm. and I think they processed him out for drugs. And then I, when he got out, he was a murderer. Uh, wow. Remember, um, remember that? Remember that one? That one song that uh, we made? We we did a loop to that G's for Life. Remember yeah. Back in the day or whatever. Yeah. That was the artist. That was the guy. Hmm. Yeah. Big drug guy, big time, big time drug guy. And um, when they they kicked him out, and then uh, he he, I think he went back to Kansas City, or whatever. And he and uh, yeah, I found out that he was he he was just killing. He was a gangbanger. Just just, I, I met some really served with some thrown off ass people. You know, man, uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people think that you know, once you join the military, it's totally different from the outside world. No, the military just it like enhances who world. you really are. Just like the civilian world. You got prostitutes, pimps, dope dealers, gangsters, game bangers, ass kissers. <laughs> oh, okay. it's, it's just like the, it's just like the real, real world. world. Just wearing the, everybody's wearing the same uniform. The main thing is like people go there to hide. That's the best way to describe it. A lot of people go there to hide. You know what I'm saying? Man. We had one guy. Uh, he was a big time weed dealer. Um, a lot of people knew that he was a big time weed dealer. Uh, some guys that came by his apartment. They had smoked with him, but they told him that they had gotten an argument. And they said, man, we're going to come back. We're going to jack you. We're going to take all this shit. They told him that. So him and his wife is in the apartment. 
Dude's kicking the door in the middle of the night. Man, he pulled his pistol out. Man, he shot out three of them dead. Right? Shit was on the news. Uh, you know, home invasion. Right? So the story gets everybody everybody around knows the real story of what happened. So the story gets out, gets to the command. They find out that the reason why those guys came in his house was to steal the weed from him. Yeah. He came in with guns. He defended himself. He shot them all dead. So they piss test him, you know? Yeah. Piss test in the military supposed to be random. So they piss test him because they hear that, you know, he's he slanging weed. Right. They piss test him. Yeah, he popped positive. Uh, I believe for weed and some other stuff, maybe cocaine. Um, because it wasn't a random piss test, the, the, Na- the Navy shot themselves in the foot. Oh, because it's kind of like entrapment then? Yeah, the because they was going after him instead of it being just a random piss test. Right. Uh, so he got out. They had to process him out because they came at they because they came at him wrong. They broke their own rules. Right. And he got out, man. He didn't get out with a dishonorable discharge. Probably other, well, probably general honorable conditions. Yeah, yeah. but man, but they that, probably gave him an RE four. That dude, so. that, yeah, he could never come back in. Yeah, but he got out with some money. Uh, the thing about it too is, man, he wasn't the same after he had killed those three guys. He used to walk around spaced out. You know, it's not normal to be taking a life. It's not a normal everyday. Thing. No, I mean, it, so he was it, he was it's, spaced it's a, out. A lot of people even wit- like, even witnessing that. You yeah, know, like a lot you, of people you went was, through that. You went through of, that when you're in Colombia. Yeah, you know? yeah. I seen five people get shot in the back of the head and thrown in the ocean. Um, yeah, but man, a lot of people didn't want to hang around that guy because he just looked spaced out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're you're shell shocked or you have PTSD, and you, you know it's just like you know once you're kind of the, the problem is whenever you go through some types of certain kinds of trauma, you know. That is who you are. You know what I'm saying? That is who you are, and that's who you are forever. You know? And um, some people just can't get past that. You know, once it's there, it's kind of like, you know, once you... Another person's life? Yeah. Once you move the rock, the rock is moved. You can't unmove the rock. You know, that's that's what you are. That's, you know, you you make decisions, and you got to stick with them. You know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was this one guy. He was very disturbing. He's a little kind of off. This guy here, he was a fucking child molester. Um, he was a signalman, SM2, and he was working in the armory. And um, some uh, somehow, some way, MWR gets a phone call, I guess, from like his uh, wife or some shit, and they or uh, somehow word got back to the command that you know he was touching his kid or some shit like that. So then they go over. He was living in base housing. They so they send the uh, you know the uh, DOD to go check him out, and then comes the he works in the armory. So it comes to find out he was stealing all kinds of fucking small arms. They had like some M60s up in there. He was stealing night vision goggles, mm-hmm. like, you know, Gen 3. Like, this, this ain't cheap shit. He had, yeah. he had grenades in there. He was stealing all kinds of shit from the armory, you know? So you don't know what kind of other shit that he was into, but then comes to find out, yeah, he was over here molesting his own daughter. You know what I'm saying? You know, going, you know I'm not going to get into the detail, but yeah, they basically found out that he was doing this. They didn't fucking, they didn't fucking process him out. They put his ass in Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. They took his ass to Leavenworth. You know what I'm saying? So, and they sep- they separated him from his family, and that was what it was. So, and then all, because they hit him for all kinds of charges, mm-hmm. you know? So, the, the military's full of them, you know? Very, very strange. And he was a very awkward dude. Like, and that's the crazy part. The dude was fucking awkward. I mean, I tolerated him because I had to work with him, but the dude was awkward, you know? Yeah. Man, yeah. 
it, you know, like doing, like I said, we was in, we was in doing Iraqi Freedom, um, and uh, man, it was a couple guys that was activated. It was reservists. They was activated, and they was uh, working military police with me. And one guy told me, man, he was like, he was while when when the war started, you know, the war started being over, and they would start to pull people out. Um, he was sticking around as long as he could. He was trying to stay active as long as he could. Him and his other girl, they had kind of like started dating. Um, they were the last two uh, reservists on the whole base. Everybody else was full-time active duty. And um, he was like, bro, I don't want to go home. I was like, man, why you don't want to go back home? He's like, man, he said, bro, I was a junkie. He's like, military saved my life. Me being activated saved my life. He said, all I did was get high. I, I, he said, I wasn't shit. He was afraid of himself. Yeah, he said, I don't want to go back to that city. I don't want to go back. He said, man, I'm a different person here. And then he had, he winded up getting hired on with the local police department. Right. And, and, made, and made a good life for himself. Yeah. The girl he was talking to, oh, man. She, was she uh, good for him or was she toxic? She was cool, man. I used to work with her. She was cool as hell. She's one of the hardest workers. Yeah. Come to find out, she was a, man, she was, a, you know, a druggie too. And um, and when uh, they told her, you know, you know, you can't stay stay here anymore. We gotta we gotta send you back. Her time was up. I remember I had to uh, my vehicle was broke down, or a vehicle was broke down, so I had to catch the Greyhound from uh, Corpus Christi to Houston. So I'm at the Greyhound station, uh, downtown Corpus, and um, I see this chick, man. She got a military sea bag. She got a Navy sea bag, but she. She homeless looking. Yeah. But she favors this chick that was on the base with me. Yeah. So I say, some say, man, get close enough to where you can read her bag. Because that'll tell you her last name. Right. So I look and show enough, the names match. So I holler her name. And uh, she looks at me, she makes eye contact. She had a bus ticket. But when she looked at me, she took off running. She grabbed a bag, put her head down, took off running. And she missed her bus. I guess she was so embarrassed of me seeing her like that. Yeah. Man, this girl was always clean cut. One of the nicest people. Uh, in shape. Uh, hard worker. And old boy had told me that she had a, had a drug problem before that she had got activated. And that she was sticking around because she wasn't trying to go back to the life shit that she was living before. And uh, and once they, you know, took her off active duty, she, she, you know, got back into the drugs locally or in that area. She was homeless, man. She was selling a body and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Uh, Some people have these demons, you know. The, they're it's inescapable, you know. Um, it hurt my heart to see it like that, bro. I went through something. I went through something very, very, very similar uh, to this. Um, uh, woman, I married, you know, and um, she had a substance abuse problem. These were things I did not know. You know what I'm saying? I knew that she, she, you know, when we met that she was an AA, but she never told me why. You know what I'm saying? I just thought she was drinking, this, that, and the other. No, she was drugging. You know what I'm saying? She was drugging. And the sad part was, is like, you got to understand, people kind of do shit like this because they're trying to escape some kind of reality. You know what I'm saying? People do, like when we were talking about addictions, Yeah. you know, there's a difference between, like I said, I was, I was differentiating gambling from, you know, other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People, you know, like I said, people do drugs. People, you know, uh, drink. 
people do certain kinds of things because they they're filling a void or they're trying to escape the reality there they don't want to live the reality that they live in you know what i'm saying or they've been exposed to certain things so whatever it was i guess that you know my ex-wife was going through in her early years was so traumatic that she was trying to get the fuck away from there you know what i'm saying like i told you she was into some strange shit and her parents were 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 into some strange shit you know and um you know, un- unfortunately, this is actually what how she died. You know what I'm saying? It was substance abuse. You know what I'm saying? So ev- when we were together, you know, she was drinking and drugging. And I didn't know this. I didn't know this till like the day after we got married. You know what I'm saying? One day, I- I- I'm literally, you know, we're getting ready to move. And I come home. She's all fucked up like this. She's literally just like this, drooling on herself. And I'm like, I'm like, you got to be fucking joking. You know what I'm saying? Never seen her in this state of mind ever. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I'm not going to get into too much detail about how or why. You know what I'm saying? It's just that was just the reality of things. I'm like, so now I got to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, this is bullshit, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and just things kind of continued to, um, it was a downward spiral. You know what I'm saying? And so the person that I knew or the person that I thought that I knew kind of, you know, I just kind of felt like, God damn, dude, it's like, the person that I was in love with for the last two years, you know, was not the person that I married. You know what I'm saying? And um, it just kind of just, it just, it just, it was very upsetting watching it because I knew from when that happened, it was over. And then that's what ended up leaving to, leading to her. It was ultimately, it's just, it was a downward spiral from day one. You know what I'm saying? And that's what led to her death. You know what I'm saying? And, um, it was just it, it's it, it's very um disheartening to watch it you know what i'm saying there's nothing worse than watching somebody you love go through something like this because you know there's nothing you can do you could you could you could lead the horse to water but you can't make him drink you know and that's what happened you know as fucked up as that is so it's so um they should ruin your life period yeah you know and so the, the sad part is is once somebody's exposed to something there's really kind of nothing you can do to unfuck it that is their, that is their, that is ultimately, that is their, um, um, that's their destiny, you know? And, um, I tried everything I could to try to make it work. I try to fix it. I try to do everything to make it work, make it work. You know, doctors, this, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Had her had inpatient two times into the hospital. Doctors, this, I mean, it went bankrupt, lost everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lost everything. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it was what it was, you know, but bad shit, bro. Bad shit, man. <clears throat> this portion of King of David Superdome is brought to you part by Dr. Dr. Pepper. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Sirius XM, Spotify Podcasts, available on Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, Amazon Alexa, Radio Public, CastBox, iHeartRadio. Check out your boy T-Swin at T-Swin Music. Yes, you sir. can hear it on Spotify, Transportation Music Album. Yes, sir. You know, available now. Available all now. Streaming platform. On all streaming Purchase platforms. It, download it, stream I'm again. sorry, man. We just kind of just got totally left field. We, we were completely yeah. off topic, but, you know, we have other topics we can talk about. You know, we can do it another time. Yeah. But um, go get the, the album, man. Go yeah. get that album. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Let's see. And uh, we're going to end on this one right here. Let's see what we got here. Does this work? Hey, 
Have you seen my commercial the other day? Yes, sir. I just dropped one out, but now I'm reloading. Boys trying to hate on how I get my friend. I be putting it in they Like Angel Reese. LSU, what's up? I'm reloading. Reloading. I just dropped one out, but now I'm reloading. Boys trying to hate on how I get my friend. I be putting it in they face. They trying to decode it. Yeah, I'm reloading. I be coming around the mountain when I come, boy. Yeah. Hit the highway like a drum, boy. What? I hit on the grind, got a stunt, boy. Yeah. I got freight from the back to the front, boy. Where it's cold, cold. Where they snow, boy. Uh-huh. I make a call when it's slow on the low, boy. What you got? Hit the broker. Send me something quick, quick. I'll be moving tired. Tired. I'll be slaying bricks. Huh. Shit slaying bricks. Anywhere. In the hood. In the hood. Cross country. I'm good. I'm good. On the wood. On the wood. A plastic pallet. Just load me up, bro, and let me work my magic. Truck stop. DAC. Select this. I go ham. I go APE. Just give me the dope number, then, then I'm, I'm back in. The shipper know me by my name, cause I'm back again. I'm reloaded, reloaded, reloaded. Huh. I just dropped one out, but now I'm reloaded. Hey, Don Texas, we say, huh. I be putting it in their face, they trying to decode it. I'm reloaded, reloaded, reloaded. I just dropped one out, but now I'm reloaded. Boys trying to hate on how I get my freight. I be putting it in their face, they trying to decode it. What? 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 Reloaded. I'm reloaded. What? What? That's on the transportation music, the album. From your guy T. Swain, man. You like it, man? Like I say, man, check the album out. It's gonna be on something. It's gonna be something on there that you love, man. Got yeah, something man. on there for everybody. Yeah, man. All transportation music, man. We gonna make it bounce, roll, roller skate. Fucking <laughs> right. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it at first. You could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us. Exactly. Well, thank you. Oh. Let me, up, let me give an update. Let me give an update. Hold on. Let me give an update. We are. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How do I do this? They watching. They, indeed, they are. We and G's don't die. We just multiply. Oh, hold on. Oh. Oh. Master P. <laughs> oh. I love Master P. I always be alive. Somebody's watching me. I'm paranoid. I can't the sleep. I'm in the pie yeah. game. Pie game? <laughs> Oh, uh, Moby Dick looked like it was a crackhead, bro. <laughs> bro the, 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 the skinny ass, the gold teeth. Yeah. Let's see. How do I do this? Uh, okay. I want to pull up our. Here we go. Check us out. Yeah. I want to pull up our metrics. Check us out. So, right now, stand back. Okay, seven hundred. Okay, so we only have eleven episodes. 713 hours or 713 because each one of our shows almost like an hour and a half 713 times was played out of 11 episodes um let's see the average play the average episode gets played 29 times um check this out analytics here we go um okay this is amazing audience check this out okay united states canada uk israel 
Philippines, Thailand, UAE, Germany, France, Ireland, Australia, Denmark, Malawi, Spain, India, Nigeria, South Africa, Vietnam, the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, Colombia, Poland, and Ghana. Hmm. Not bad, man. West Africa. Not bad. We in Africa, baby. What side? West side. Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast. Africa. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's 23, 22 or 23 countries. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I told you, getting that, get on that uh, that Indian server and, and that uh, German server, got us out there. So, very happy. Shout out to Africa. Shout out to Africa. Shout out to the motherland. Shout out to the motherland. You could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us, and we thank you. Peace, love, and hair grease. Y'all be cool.